Hello and thanks for downloading the Bungla Cricket Podcast. What a month it's been. We are champions of Asia thanks to an incredible campaign by our women's team in Malaysia. We lost to Afghanistan quite badly and we've got a brand new coach. Joining me to discuss all of this is British Bangladeshi singer Nish. Nish, thanks so much for joining me. It was good to be here, man. It's really good to be here. Let's start by talking about our women's team. Incredible. They won the Asia Cup. Absolutely, absolutely outstanding. And you know what? While watching that game, I remember towards the end, it was very nervy because something similar like that happened. I remember I was watching the uh, Bangladesh uh, team in the Asia Cup final against Pakistan. And I think it was in Bangladesh that time. And we were literally trailing by a couple of runs. And then unfortunately, we couldn't make it. And I think it was one of the, one of the, I think it might have been Shahid Hussain, who was, um, who was quite expensive in his last over. I think it was 16 runs he, he, um, he let go in that last over. And that ended up costing us. So I was thinking, I was like, oh, I don't want another one of these. And I think the girls really, really pulled it together. It took a lot of character to come on. And especially that last two runs, like, it was very brave of them to kind of go for it. And you can tell, after they came back for the second one, like, you, you knew, you kind of knew it. Like, I think you posted a video on Twitter of the Bangladesh uh, men's cricket team watching it. And you just kind of felt it. Everyone was like, do you know what? This could be it. Like, to see the men's team supporting the girls like that, it's, it's progressive for any, any country in the world in any sport. There's such an example as well. Like I was watching through, you know, their celebrations and stuff. They were very gracious in even winning. They were they showed fantastic sportsmanship and and that's what it's about, really, man. Because you always hear kind of Bangladesh um, and, and and cricket team. You know, the male cricket team. You know, we we know they're great, but we we we're never quite, you know, part of the elite. We're never quite, you know, right at the top. Which I feel like we're something. We've got a special group of boys at the moment, and the ladies team just turned around and said, you know what, we're we're on that same level as well, and they really kind of gave our you know, they played for the badge on their chest and it was amazing. It was just, it was incredible to watch. Do you know what made it like amazing was just the context around it. So this is the yeah. seventh Asia Cup and India had won every other single one. Every Yeah, every single one. They'd never lost a match until the two games against us. Yeah. Ramon Ahmed, one of our cricketers, one of the best players in the tournament. She yeah. didn't even have a cricket bat going into the South Africa series. There's this great story of how she had to phone up Tommy McVall to borrow one. It's crazy. I think questions will be asked about their salaries now because I understand they get paid significantly less than other yeah. international women's team and obviously a lot, lot less than the men's team. So um, I hope the BCB yeah. sort of invest more. Yeah. yeah, they kind of pull it together. And then, you know, and because and rightfully so, they should ask the questions because uh, this uh, amazing group of girls just went and put the the whole country on the map really did a very proud job and it's funny you mentioned Ramana Ahmed as well she had such an amazing tournament but you know on that game when she got out I kind of you know you kind of didn't feel that hope was lost usually you kind of thought you know what they've all kind of put it together and even when she went out um, on that run out and just thought ah uh, maybe 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 not but it was so tight but they all pulled it together so it's it's a it's a proper collective effort and, 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 and kudos should be given to every each and every single one of those players. They were just amazing. Completely. What a performance. I'm like so, so proud of those girls. And it's it's so uncommon yeah. to be sat here feeling like we've won something. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> but you are right. I think the men's team do have something to take away because we have like lost, especially in twenty twenty, on the last ball or the last couple of balls. So many times. We've not been a bad T20 side. That's the thing. Like We have, though. Mm. Let's let's talk about the Afghan series. We just swept, swept aside. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know, man. That was a... Uh... But, but Af- uh, credit to Afghanistan. They played amazing. <laughs> like, they, were, they were out of this world. There's something special about them, man. I don't know what it is. 
ah, uh, yeah, there's something really happening there. And I felt like, you know, I mean, you were tweeting it the other days when I was obviously following uh, some of your uh, um, your podcast tweets as well. And I feel like with the Afghan team, there is definitely something special happening. It's almost like they're all blooming and they're all maturing because you, you, you knew they were strong. You knew they had it in them to kind of, you know, hit the big runs and hit the, the big sixes and stuff. But now it's kind of, they're kind of coming, everything's falling into place and it's all kind of coming together. And, you know, obviously I'm not, uh, from Afghanistan, but it's great to see like another um, another Asian another Asian team doing so well. Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because I think like everyone wants Afghanistan to do well. Like yeah. everyone wills them so much. Like like Afghan wins in cricket are good mm-hmm. for the sport. But it's yeah. just so painful to come for it to come against Bangladesh. Yeah, I, I was on um I was on the Doosra, the the Five Live podcast, and I described it like. I don't know if you've got younger siblings, but when your like younger sibling gets a bit of special treatment from the parents because you're a bit older, yeah, it felt like that. It was like that. It's quite funny. I'm not young. I'm, I'm, I haven't got a younger sibling, but I'm the youngest sibling, and it's also almost the same when I'm with my brother. It's <laughs> the same thing. He's like, when you get something, I kind of feel like you know, there's a little bit of not 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 jealousy, but kind of oh man, you know, you kind of pipped it before me, kind of thing. But yeah, but you almost proud of them at the same time. You think, oh, you know what? You know, credit to them. They did very well. Oh, this is it completely. I felt like Bangladesh just, just panicked. Yeah. Rashid Khan, we know, is what like the best 2020 bowler in the world at the minute. Yeah. And so he he ripped through us in the first match. In the second match, it was just so fat. Like, you think, go away, make a plan, train up, figure out how you're going to deal with him. Maybe just protect your wicket, get a few runs in his overs and attack the others. Yeah. Bangladesh hit the panic button. I don't know if you saw this, but they literally changed mm. the entire batting lineup. Or was it Sabir Rahman, who I think was out for zero in the first match, was suddenly at number three in the second? Yeah. Sumya Saka came in at number seven. Like, what was, like, we really hit the panic button, and I was just like, yeah. what are you doing? Where's your composure? It was an interesting lineup because I kind of thought to myself, it was very unorthodox. I just, it kind of thought it was like a plan B that didn't work. It was almost like a, it just it just completely folded. It was like, what's going on here? It felt worse than plan B for me. It was just like, they'd panicked and they were just like, right, we don't know what we're doing anymore, but we're going to base our entire tactic on one man. Yeah, which is probably not the best way to go around it. No, completely. Um, I'm quite curious to know, sort of like about you and cricket, because obviously we're both like yeah. we're both born in London. Yeah, yeah. And sort of follow this cricket team with like so much passion, despite the fact they're thousands of miles away. Yeah. What's your relationship with cricket? When did you sort of first fall in love with Bangladesh? Um. So when when I was in school, I went to a very um so kind of Asian populated uh, school. I live in East I lived in East London literally my whole life. So I um I went to like a very Asian populated school and. During the break times, because for me, it's really the sports. But I'm quite into sports. Obviously, I, music is my music is my passion. But sports is probably my second love. Very much into football, but I was also into cricket as well. So cricket kind of came about when we used to play in like the um, in the playgrounds at lunchtime with all my mates, Pakistani friends, Indian friends. We used to play uh, cricket, and my geography teacher was actually a big cricket fan. He was from Halifax uh, originally, but he was a big fan of Middlesex, and he used to get tickets all the time. Uh, through school so through the school funding we used to get um, crickets to Lords, and we used to go and watch uh, T20 games we used to go watch uh, one day uh, games and it was you know it was and from that I kind of went and watched it live and it's kind of built a passion for it strange funny uh, like, funny story actually because we went to see quite a few uh, Middlesex games then we watched an exhibition game of um, Rajasthan Royals versus Middlesex was which was amazing, and also we went to watch the England uh, ladies cricket team as well. So we 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 kind of met them. We, we you know we uh, we spoke with them for a bit. So it was it was a really kind of you know I learned to love cricket from there. So jealous of that. Like I wish I had a teacher who cared about cricket like that. I'd have been. Uh, he was so he was so like kind of because we came from like kind of uh, the school that I was in was kind of a 
it from a kind of a less less privileged background so they tried to get uh, the kids to do a lot of extracurricular stuff so that was one of the one of the channels to kind of also keep the keep a lot of these guys off the streets and stuff and i thought it worked so well because um rather than you know taking them on a trip to like thought park or somewhere we took them on a trip to um to lords yeah to lords cricket ground and they were like yo this is this is amazing we went there we had a great day and funny story as well how I got into uh, Bangladesh cricket because obviously my national, like my, my ethnicity is Bengali. You know, everyone, no one, like so in my family, my brother and I are probably the only two people that's into cricket. But um, when the um, obviously the World Cups on or any international and everyone's kind of got their phones out, oh, what's the Bangladesh score? What's what's going on with Bangladesh? Even though they're not kind of on cricket, and I actually met the Bangladesh cricket team a few years back. I met them at no. like a press conference. Yeah, in London, they came down for a series uh, against England. And I ended up meeting them, yeah. So I was like speaking with uh, Sakib Al Hassan. Uh, How did you plug your way into the press conference? Uh, it's funny because my dad, he was kind of, he was involved in a lot of the journalist stuff at the time. He was doing like some reporting for back home. And he kind of told me, he goes, oh, come along with us. You know, it'll be, it'll be nice for you to kind of, uh, kind of check it out. So I kind of, I went there, I met all the players, Tamim Iqbal, Sakib Al Hassan. I met, and that was the time when Sakib was like the world number one. Yeah. And, you know, that, that for me was an amazing experience because it kind of made me appreciate their, their job a bit more. And, and I think the bottom line was they were all such nice people. Like, I was having, the, I was having banter with, with Mushi. Like, he was just speaking with me. He's asked, like, what do you do? Oh, you're a singer. You know, I'll oh, check out your music, etc. Which was, you know, it was great to get their support in that line as well. And it just made me kind of feel a bit more. It's almost like when I watch them, I watch my, my family. That's, that's such a cool story. So, yeah, man, it's, it was amazing. And that from that... It was kind of I, I built like this this attachment to that Bangladesh cricket team. You know, no matter whether you play well or good, I always kind of think, you know what? In my heart, you know, you you guys are always going to be representing us, and I'm always going to be proud of you guys. That's amazing, mate. I'm, I'm hanging around with you next year during the World Cup. <laughs> Definitely, man. The friend, my my, my story is slightly different. I came across them. I think it was a '99 World Cup. I didn't even know we had a, a cricket team until that point. And then there was this this little group of men in green and like. I remember my dad coming home one day saying, oh, Bangladesh are playing in Gans Hill. No way. I'm like, what? And I'm not going to lie. To this day, I've never found any record of this match in Gans Hill. So <laughs> I don't know what was going on. Yeah. Maybe some sort of off-the-record warm-up match or something. Yeah. And yeah, I just sort of fell in love. I think it's a combination of like them being the underdog, but also them growing alongside my kid. Because I'd been yeah. like 10 or 11 or something at the time when I found yeah. them. And I was essentially grown up and each of their milestones has been sort of married to one of my milestones. You know, the same year they won their first test match, I graduated, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, so, it's, yeah, it's amazing. Um, not graduated, was I? Sort of left school and stuff, so I was making yeah. myself sound older than I am. Um, mm. Yeah, and it's sort of been this sort of weird relationship ever since. Mm. And similar to you, actually, my family is sort of, not cricket crazy, but then they have this sort of, I think a lot of Bangladeshis in Britain now have. Yeah. Everyone knows that we've got a cricket team and everyone wants them to know they will do well. And like, I describe them as like kitchen conversations. Like I'll go in and my mum and my aunts will be there and they'll be like, how did Bangladesh do? And I'll sort of have to try and explain. Yeah, you kind of have to cut, yeah. How what's happened and if it's a test match, they'll go, who's winning? I'll be like, right, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> it's sort of conversations you end up having with your family. Yeah. My mum has got surprisingly better though. She's she's a bit more, she's a bit more clued on than, um, than I would say she was before. I think with test matches, I think for, uh, test matches really for the, for the cricketing kind of diehard. But, um, you know, when it comes to ODIs and T20s, she kind of knows, she goes, oh, how many runs uh, did they win by? How many wickets uh, did they lose by, etc. So she kind of knows what's going on. She's like, oh, so what was the run chase? You know, so she, she kind of, she's got a kind of head around it from watching it with us as well, which is quite cool. Have you ever taken your mum to the cricket? Um, I've actually not. No, I've not been. It's weird because I've actually not been to cricket because obviously 
I don't get time to kind of go because with, with, with a cricket game, it's really a whole day thing, right? Yeah. So you're going to go there and, and I don't really get time to kind of section off a day. You know what? I, I plan to go um, to watch some uh, cricket games next year. Come to the World Cup. You and me will go to the World Cup. We'll do that. Yeah, definitely. We need to we need to definitely go, man. I think it'll be great. Um, and I really want to take my mum, actually. She wants to come along with me. So when I get that chance, she also wants to come to an Arsenal game with me as well. I haven't got around to, uh, <laughs> to, to doing that either. Right, done. Me and you at the World Cup next year. How are you going to fit it in with all the music? I'll be honest with you. Um, it'll be tough, but I'll try to make space. Obviously, um, currently I'm working on my Bangla album that I'm hoping to release by the end of September. So, yeah, working very hard with that, working with Mumsy Stranger, Lion, all of the people, you know, that I'm... They're producing it, right? Um, so, I, it's weird because I'm actually producing quite a lot of it myself. Because myself, I do a lot of writing and production for Mumsy and um, a few other artists as well. So, this is kind of going to be my kind of... I, it's going to be called Identity. So, I think it's quite a fitting title. Strong so album title. Try, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get, you know, kind of my stamp on it uh, with, my, with my Bangla writing and production. So, yeah, man, I've got quite a few interesting collabs on the way. Um, and yeah, I'm just really, I'm really excited about it, man, because, um, I've released like some uh, Bangla music. I've been like, my kind of forte is, is, is Bangla. Like my niche is, is Bangla. So I've been trying to get Bangla music on the mainstream, you know, on the BBC Asia network charts, uh, get it worldwide and just get it kind of known as like a, 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 a as like another urban genre. So this album is going to be all about that. And it's all, it's all going to be about my journey with Bangla music. So I'm super excited with it and I can't wait to release it, man. It's going to be great. Oh, exciting times, man. I'm really, really looking forward to hearing it. Thank you, man. So the other big news that's come out of Bangladesh is that we have finally got a new head coach. Now, I don't know if you've been following this, but like it's been the longest recruitment process that I can remember of any sport or any job. <laughs> Eight months ago, um, Chandika Hatharasinga, he resigned. Yeah. Since then, we've spoken to like Andy Flower, Gary Kirsten, mm. Moody, we spoke to Jawa Deneen, we spoke to Sangakara, Langa, Pibus, Marsh, Fabras. Yeah. It was just this bizarre conveyor belt of big names going in and out, but no signing. It's almost like transfer season. <laughs> but worse, like the longest transfer, at least transfer yeah. season comes to an end. Like, like an eight-month transfer window. Like, you're just like, what's going on? Are we signing? Are we not signing? What's, what's happening? Well, this is it. And like, some of them were like really good quality names that you thought, take them. Like Simmons came and interviewed for the role and then Bangladesh didn't want him. And then... Simmons would have been... And Sangakara as well. Like, Sangakara is a legend in the game, man. I would like... I'm, I'm a big fan of Sangakara. Just... As a, as a cricketer, like I just loved him, man. He was amazing. Well, I think I think the big problem was that a lot of them, like people like Sangakara, can get short term contracts in like twenty twenty franchises, like the IPL, yeah, which make a lot of money, but also not be away from home for long. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is as well. And then yeah, compare that to like a three year contract living in Bangladesh. That's you know, it's it's a tough yeah, it's a tough gig. But we've got a guy called Steve Rhodes in the job now. He is a really experienced cricket coach. I think he coached Warwickshire for several years. He's been involved in the England setup. I think he takes all the boxes. What do you reckon the sort of main challenges for him are? I think more so just bringing his experience from the... Because at, at the end of the day, like I remember watching uh, a great England side win the World Cup as well. And, I, and I, the thing is, after Bangladesh, for me, England, obviously, you know, my, my, my other identity. And after Bangladesh, for me, for cricket, it would have to be England. I've actually got a mate that plays, uh, Ravi, Ravi Bapara plays. Uh, so he's... Um, He's actually, uh, it was funny because I was on the phone with him just now. But um, he's basically like, I feel like he brings a lot of experience from that well-gelled England side. And I think we, one thing about Bangladesh cricket team, I feel like the gelling sometimes is, is sometimes a bit missing from us. You know, like we've got some world-class players. Undoubtedly, we've got some of the, the top batsmen, the top all-rounders in, in our, you know, in our roster. 
that are very good, uh, very good and more than capable. You know, you've seen some of these guys play for the biggest franchises in IPL. So, you know, it tells you the whole story. But I feel like, and, and I feel like with, with, with him coming in, I feel like he can gel them a little bit better and playing more as like, less as kind of individual players and more as a team. And, and I felt that when I saw England, um, when, it, when, it was, when he was with England and playing, um, obviously, he's managing and even his playing career in England, which I think is amazing. So I think he'll bring a lot of that experience over. And, and it's good, you know, it's always good to have someone to kind of listen to and look up to and speak to them about um, their previous sporting experiences. I'll compare it to, like, again, I would like compare it to football. Um, you get loads of inexperienced managers, obviously the Zidans that's come in and won three Champions League, but then you've got the, the Mourinho's of the world that kind of come in and know what they're doing and have got previous experience. I can just kind of pass that on into their team. And I think, hopefully, well, fingers crossed, I hope to see that kind of gelling uh, a little bit better in the Bangladesh squad because we are very much a team who are on the up. But I do think, like, you know, the, the small slots of improvement kind of fill them gaps and, and bring the best out of our top players, which we have. Yeah, do you know what? Really well said, actually. I, I never really thought of the gelling thing. So I was, I think we've had a, a quite a consistent lineup for the last sort of three, four years. In my head, we've always gelled. Yeah. But for me, I think the one thing he hopefully will bring is actual mental strength. I think we have really capable yeah. players. But I think yeah. the Bangladesh team, actually, like as a nation and people, we are quite emotional. Like when we win, we're, they're like, you know, the number one champions of the world and when they lose people are throwing stones in the bus yeah which is a bit ridiculous yeah I know, so it really yo-yos and so i think if he can bring sort of mental strength and mental conditioning to the team so that they can sort of put aside criticism or have the focus or even just like go into those last over situations and have confidence that they could win mental strength definitely like and also just to get the the whole nation behind them again because uh, what's happening is because of his like you like you said it's very yo-yo kind of one you make one mistake and then you know everyone is on your back kind of thing but um, and we've seen it as well. In it, we've seen it with a lot of our talented players. Like you know, an unfortunate one. An example I'll give is like Mohamed Ashrafou. Like he was an amazing player, but his situation was very unfortunate. And you know, and everyone's kind of on his back. Everyone's against him. But I feel like um, that kind of mental strength that you mentioned that can really show in the last final overs when you know when we're chasing or we're kind of trying to close out a game. He can just kind of um, vibrate that into the brains of our players and then into the captain, and it can get onto the team. And yeah, I, I think I think it's a great pick. To be fair, like I think he takes all the boxes. He might not have been the first yeah. choice, um, but he like if I had to write a list of all the all the sort of things I wanted in our new coach, he he takes them all for me, and I think that's a great thing. I think Ashraful came at a really interesting time where we, we were so new to cricket, we didn't really know how to handle a world class player. We didn't know to ha how to handle superstars. Yeah, um, and even now there are elements where you see like. Shakib Al Hassan, you want him to be like a Messi or yeah. a kind of Ronaldo type oh, yeah. character, but then he's always kind of not knocked back, but he's always sort of struggled to kick into that next gear. So I hope that um, Steve Rhodes will sort of bring some knowledge of how to manage talent. I think that's so important, yeah. um, which yeah. hopefully kind of makes superstars out of R11. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And and and, and uh, one person, one uh, you know. Like a player who I'd like to like particularly see be more on a, and also brings consistency as well. I, I'd love to see a bit of consistency in Bangladesh because we're, we're quite up and down. Like you said, you know, we lost the first game against Afghanistan. Everything went to panic mode. And as a player who I, I particularly really like and I think is very talented is Tamim Iqbal because Tamim Iqbal on his day is an absolute beast. He's a world beater. But then you have times where he'll be out for nothing or out for one or two. Like, and you just think, man, you're opening batsman, you know, like, you need a bit of stability. You know, when Tamim gets out, you kind of think, oh, like, you know, like, recently he's been a bit, he's, he's been a lot better, but, you know, 
But like, I remember watching him in the last couple of years and I'm thinking, it's all a bit up and down. Same with him and Sumi Osaka. Like, it's, it's, it's mad. Well, I think he panicked in the in the 2020s because he opens the batting all the time. But in the second and third matches against Afghanistan, he didn't face the first ball, which made me think either he panicked or somewhere in the dressing room, someone panicked. Someone, yeah. Someone in the dressing room has had a word or some, they've had some sort And of put him down to number two, which I think is quite damning for essentially the one guy who's guaranteed opening the batting, opening the batting for Bangladesh. Oh, yeah. And do a great job. You know he's going to do a good job. If he's on date, Tammy McBow is, is going to do... Is going to no, do definitely. Right, quickly before we go, predictions for next year's World Cup. I know it's a long way away, but where do you see Bangladesh finishing? Um, I would love to see us kind of... Uh, I'd love to see us get to the semis, man. Like, And I think it's not, not, not far-fetched. I don't think it's far-fetched at all. I think we're, we're a great cricketing nation. I think we can um, win five of those matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I don't think it's far-fetched at all. Like, uh, semi-finals will be a good tournament. Uh, anything more would be a bonus. That's the way I look at it. Because I think semis, you'd want us to kind of be there or thereabouts. Because I think, you know, like I said, on our day, we can we can beat the best teams on our day. Mm. We've done it. That's a solid early prediction, to be fair. Yeah. And I, I'd, I'd like to see the same. Nish, thank you so much for joining me, man. It's been my pleasure, man. It's one o'clock in the morning as we record this. Our voices are starting to slur, but we, <laughs> yeah. I think we've done well to get here. Definitely. I think we've got to eat something now, right? I think we've got to go eat something and then get to bed. I think that's the plan. Yeah, definitely, man. But yeah, it's been a pleasure, man. It's been a pleasure. No, it's been my pleasure. Any other thoughts and stuff, please email them to podcast at bunglercricket.co.uk and I'll see you for the next one very soon. Bye.